Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, welcome back to In The Pink with me, Natalie Pinkham and Booze, helping you stay connected throughout the lockdown and beyond. I hope you enjoy listening to Mark Billingham from SAS Who Does Wins. What a legend. Um, Great to hear the amazing philanthropic work that he and his wife are now doing. Um, Thank you, Billy, for your time. Uh, Right, next up, we have got an absolute sensation. Her story, Rags to Riches, is worthy of a movie and sure, one day it will be. She is an entrepreneur, an innovator, a public speaker and a parliamentarian. And it all started with the humble bra. Over the shoulder, boulder holder, booby holder, whatever you want to call it, it started with that for Michelle Moan. And she has now gone on to become a huge success and globally revered for her talent. And I'm delighted to say she's on In The Pink. Here she is, Michelle Moan. Take it away. So lovely to see you, Lady Michelle Moan. Oh, nice to see you as well, Natalie. (laughs) Am I supposed to call you Baroness or do I just stick with Lady M? You can just call me Michelle or Shelley or whatever you want to call me. It's fine. <laughs> Quite like lady, actually. But anyway, uh, great to see you. How have you been coping under lockdown? What's uh, I know you had to postpone your wedding, which is a bit of a shocker. But how, how have you bounced back from that? Yeah, we, myself and Doug, have been great, actually. I mean, we just feel so sorry for people that are a single parent or in a small apartment with no garden. But we've been absolutely fine. We've made the use of the travel time because we're always in the air. Um, we've made the use of that to get ourselves super, super fit and, and in shape. And um, we've become quite obsessed with it. Plus, in a business perspective, we've been finishing a lot of uh, projects that we wanted to finish. And we've actually started working on new businesses and I'm working on a few inventions as well because I've got about 17 inventions in the laundry industry. So I'm working on this incredible bra at the moment that I hope will make it. (laughs) So we've been fine. So actually the lockdown's given you the space to think and be a bit more creative and perhaps just have a slightly different perspective on things. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the team, all of our teams are working from home as well. So We've been coping with that really well. And, um, you know, and you've just got to do what you've got to do. You know, you can either just sit there and mope 
and become quite down and depressed. Or, you know, you can get just get up and start keeping yourself busy and, and doing things that make a difference. I know that that's easy for me to say when people, you know, worried about their job or they've lost their job and everything else. I've been a really kind of positive person and, and um, I know that, you know, if I'm not positive, then it's not a good thing for business or for me. Looking at the sort of macro level of all of this, um, what, what are your thoughts on the economic impact of Corona and, and how do you compare it to say the crash of 2008? I think that, you know, it's, it's going to be probably worse than World War II. Um, I do think that we can bounce back quite quickly, but I think it's still going to be, you know, many years for us to get fully out of this. What we've got to do is when we do all get back to normality and work, we've got to all stick together, be it you know, a business owner, an employer, an employee, and all keep together and work hard together um, instead of it being you know, the employer against the employee. We've just all got to come together and, and work hard because that's the way we'll get out of this much faster. Um, I think as a nation, and a global perspective as well, it is going to bring us all closer together and as all to think as human beings, you know, how important and special life is and our family and our friends. Um, so, you know, I think we're all changing as human beings. We're becoming more caring um, because I think we were, you know, getting to the stage of we're becoming quite nasty. <laughs> Um, with one another you know social media makes you turns you into kind of a lot of people into that nasty uh, zone so I think that you know we're all going to come out of this better human beings. I heard Gordon Brown last night lamenting the lack of collaboration on a global scale um, do you agree with him does more need to be done between nations because as you say this has to be a team effort if we're all going to emerge from this uh, relatively unsafe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, you know, the war against this horrible virus. Um, so I think as much as we can stick together will be the best thing outcome for all of us, for, you know, our children, for our children's children um, in the future and, and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, we can start really coming together as, as a nation. And um, I think long term it will be good for us but you know I really feel for the families who have lost the loved ones and who have lost that is devastating and we just need to help these people as much as possible. Um, what would your advice be to any young entrepreneurs? I've heard there's this, been this huge spike in applications for trademarks, copyright, patents. Um, so obviously the creative juices are flowing, but they probably feel like they've got their hands tied slightly in terms of productivity. Um, yeah, I think this time you've got to use this time, you know, really sensibly. And it's the best time to be your creative best. Um, you know, when we're all going for walks to keep fit for the hour, um, it's amazing how your, your mind just flows and you get rid of all the negative thoughts and you become really positive because I believe that, 
you know, staying fit and healthy starts with up here first and foremost. And if you do that, then these creative ideas will just flow. So use this time, you know, and, and benefit from it. I think um, my company, one of my companies, they've registered over 75 new trademark names since lockdown. Um, they're going berserk, you know, on the ideas. Now, maybe they might have 100 ideas, and, but even if one of these ideas take off, then that's a good thing. Yeah, it's amazing. Right, let's talk about you and your story, because quite frankly, a movie has to be made about your life. The Rags to Riches is incredible. Um, let's cast your mind right back to your childhood. Um, there was tragedy very early on with the, with the loss of your brother when you were just nine years old. How did that impact your parents and how did that impact the way they then brought you up? Well, I, you know, my story is I grew up in the hard east end of Glasgow and, and it was tough. Um, you know, and, and but amazing people, the East End people of Glasgow are, you know, they just wear their heart on their sleeve and they just tell you as it is. Um, so I was brought up in a tiny one bedroom um, tenement flat, uh, council flat that shared a, a bedroom with my mum and dad. And then, yeah, of course, my brother died as well. And then my dad um, was confined to a wheelchair um, when he was 38. Um, I started a business when I was 10 years old, just, you know, wanting to help my mum and dad because they were so upset all the time, of course, about brother passing away. I set up a paper round and I pleaded with the corner shop guy, Mohammed, to give me the rights for the East End. And he said, you're only 10 years old, get back to school and stop annoying me. But I just, it was so persistent and I kept going for a number of months until he just got so fed with me. He said, right, okay, you can have a paper round, but don't mess up and be here, you know, at six o'clock every morning. So I just built that up to, by the time I was like 11, I had seven teenagers working for me. And then I went on to work in the fruit shop and I took over the fruit shops and then I went on to sweetie shops and I just got this little kind of, not that much money, but I thought it was an empire, you know, when I was just young. <laughs> then I left school at 15 and um, to help my mum and dad. Clearly you've got an incredible work ethic. Do you think that that was born out of the tragedy of, of losing your brother and a sense of you wanted to step up and help protect your parents? Yeah, I think it was. And, um, you know, I was, I was just sick and tired of, you know, everyone around me saying, you know, you're going to get a job in the co-op, just like all your other friends, you know, as a teleoperator in the supermarket and I just thought well why should that be my life you know just because I'm not privately educated I'm from a working class background um, you know my mum and dad don't have any money it doesn't mean to say that I need to go and work in the co-op so I, I just wanted to show people that I could you know be a kind of successful Glasgow businesswoman um, and then I suppose it just took off around the world but I never expected it to go any further than Glasgow to be honest. Were you ever concerned that your lack of qualifications and leaving school at 15 was was going to count against you or did you think that that, that pure grit would be enough to carry you through? Yeah well you know I'm not the most academic person on the planet. Um, I've, I'm self-taught so when I was like 
10 years old. I never used to watch Grange Hill. It used to be in news programmes and everything else. Um, so, yeah, I, kinda, I knew that that was going to hold me back a bit. But I kinda also had the confidence that if I was to walk in to you know, a boardroom or an interview or whatever, and I was up against graduates, then I could beat them hands down just because you know, I could sell anything. I could present anything. Um, so I never used to let that bother me um, too Where much. Where did that confidence come from? I've got no idea, but you know, outside business, I'm actually a very shy person. Um, I keep my friends really close to me. In fact, you're friendly with one of my friends, Chanel uh, McCoy. I keep all my friends really close to me and my family. I'm a big, big family person. So I'm quite shy um, outside business. Um, but, oh my God, if I'm competing in business, then I will never, ever lose. I just don't give up, you know, until, until I get that deal. I love it. Now, you then got pregnant very early and married. You know, you're still a teenager when you were married and a mum. Did you feel that you were going to have to shelve your own kind of career business aspirations to be solely focused on on being a mum? Yeah, well, I was 19 when I was pregnant with Rebecca. And, um, you know, I had a mortgage. I think my first home I bought was £42,000. And I was absolutely terrified of this mortgage and all these bills and pregnant and everything else. But I just got on with it. And, um, you know, I started up Ultimo just when my second baby was born, Declan, when I was 24. And um, I, I started up from, you know, my kitchen. I was just made redundant from Labatt's, the beer company. And um, I convinced the banks to give me a loan and I convinced other people to give me a loan and by the time I was 27 Ultimo was all around the world and I had my third baby Bethany and I went back to work 24 hours after giving birth and I was actually back in the office after 48 hours I couldn't do that now um, but I think in life you've just got to just deal with it and you've just got to move on and you know I was on this hamster wheel and I just couldn't get off um, and adrenaline is an incredible thing um, and I just kept going and going and going and there was nothing stopping me. You had youth on your side as well that, that always helps with those with those late night shifts and you know breastfeeding at two o'clock in the morning it's um that's it the other thing that I think is really interesting is that you approached Ultimo and it, it was born out of just being a real woman. Tell us a story yeah. about going to the dinner dance and your uncomfortable bra. Um, well, I went to a dinner dance with my ex-husband at the time and um, I was wearing an uncomfortable bra, just got made redundant, thought, oh my God, how am I going to pay all the bills? And um, I thought this bra is digging in too much. So I went to the toilet, I took it off and I thought, oh my God, that's it. You know, I'm going to make this bra better. I'm going to invent a cleavage bra that's comfortable. And I went back to the table and I said to, you know, all my friends at the table, it was like midnight, you know, probably half pissed as well. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to invent a bra. I'm going to start a company in Monday. And they said, what do you know about bras? You can't even sew a button on a shirt 
you know, and I said, well, I've got a pair of boobs and I'll just work it out. And that's exactly what I did. But how did you do it? I mean, how can you just start a company like that? You, you found some silicon from somewhere, is that right? You bought the rights to sell that? No, well, yeah, we did that. And um, then we did prosthesis, if you have a mastectomy. And I thought, how can I get this gel to be more a liquid form? and get it into medical grade A gel. And um, yeah, it took me three years to do it. And it was a lot of money as well, big risk. But um, yeah, then it, Ultimo was born and, and that was it really. So yeah, millions of women, I suppose, love me around the world and millions of guys hate me <laughs> as well. Why, because they feel it's fraudulent? You feel yeah, like well, that's, you, that's you see, it's not what you get. <laughs> that's it. When they get her home on a Friday night and she takes off her bra, not that you should be doing that in your first date, but yeah, I suppose they're raging with me. I always think of Erin um, Brockovich when I think of Ultima Bras. You did, you, revol you, you created a revolution. Suddenly girls went out feeling very sexy and empowered by you. I mean, that must be an incredible legacy that you've had. Yeah, I mean, then we went on from there to inventing 17 world inventions from the backless bra, the frontless bra, the frontless backless bra, you name it, I invented it. And then we created another nine brands after Ultimo because I just thought I don't want all of my eggs in one basket. So I created a brand for Asda Walmart, which was then the biggest in the country, one for Tesco, one for Debenhams. Um, and the brands just kept going on and on and on um, until we were, you know, a serious competitor to Wonderbra. And we started making and designing for Victoria's Secrets um, under their label. Um, and then I kind of became this, um, one of the most powerful technical designers in the world. And, um, you know, sometimes I look back and think, how did all that happen? But, yeah. What was the point at which you knew it was a success? Um, I suppose when we were all over the world, and but there was lots of nightmares as well um, in that whole journey. And I'm not trying to sell my book, but I did launch my autobiography, my fight to the top. So there's lots of bits in there where it was like up and down and up and down. I realised that you know, we had made it when the brand was all over the world. Um, and, you know, I did start off from, from my bedroom and my kitchen table. So, yeah, it's, sometimes when I'm doing my speaking events, because I, I speak at conferences all around the world, and when I'm telling my story, I don't use any notes or anything, and every speech is different. And at some Sometimes I get really, really emotional as well because I don't really think about it um, that much, but it was a really hard journey. It wasn't easy whatsoever. Particularly as you're doing all of that whilst bringing up three young kids. I mean, how on earth do you juggle that? Yeah, that was very difficult. And I suppose working with my ex-husband was really hard as well and you know there was lots of you know working with your partner lots of marriage issues and and all the rest of it but you know that was then this is now um so and, and also you know I was like overweight and 
I was working with all these gorgeous supermodels around the world and actresses and, and singers and everything else. And they were all the same age as me. And I was just like dressed like a tent on the beach next to these gorgeous women. And so that was a real emotional journey as well. And what I did was I started punishing myself, eating more and more and more until I put on like over eight stone. Um, and it was just a horrible time personally, but an amazing time in business. Wow. Interesting that the two couldn't necessarily coexist, that you were yeah. personally taking a bit of a beating, but you were seeing your, your business flourish. The world continues to evolve and the new norm isn't fully clear yet. But what does remain constant is the core message from our friends at Bose. Stay calm, stay centred and stay connected. Communication is key in everything we do and goes a long way to nurturing both ourselves and our relationships with others. So continue to talk about what matters to you. And don't be afraid to block out unhelpful noise or indeed to embrace silence because doing both can be great. Some of the ways we work will have changed forever. Embrace that. Make those new ways work for you. Shape the new norm to suit you. Feel more, do more, be more with Bose. Um, and, then, and then what was the turning point for you personally? Was it, was it the breakdown of marriage? Was it stepping away from what was ultimately a destructive relationship? Um, well, my, my ex-husband did me a favour. He had an affair with my ex-designer, my head designer, um, who lived in my guest house. So he absolutely did me a favour. I didn't think at the time, in fact, it took me a few years to go over it all and everything else, but he did me the biggest favour ever. Um, and then I started to work on who I am as a person. I know that sounds very American, but I started to work on Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Who I was, you know, 
What do I love? What do I hate? I want to do more of. And that's what really flourished as, as a person. Um, and I worked on my inner self for a number of years. And I gather that your, your parents, particularly your dad, was pretty instrumental in helping you start the, the weight loss. Tell us about that. Yeah, my dad used to, because my dad's still fortunately alive, still in a wheelchair, but my dad used to write me letters. And my dad's not an emotional man whatsoever. You know, a typical East End man, always in the pub, spending wages every week on alcohol. Um, so my dad used to write me these letters that would, I would cry for days words that he put into these letters saying please Michelle you know I love you so much please stop abusing yourself and and start loving yourself and start looking after yourself and then I did this shoot with Rachel Hunter on the beach in Miami and uh, she's exactly the same age as me and she said what's wrong with you Michelle why are you so upset and I said I'm just I don't know what to do with my life I'm just ginormous you know, look at you, look at me. I don't know how to get to get out of this. And she grabbed me and she said, well, you know, you're an amazing businesswoman. Why don't you treat your body like a business? And I suppose that was just like, you know, the light switch moment. And um, then I, that, I was on my way to that journey of, of losing weight and everything else. But it was only just, um, you know, I would say, last month where I really got to my ultimate target and in terms of my body and you know my mind my my soul everything because Doug and I were getting married last Saturday and um, obviously it's been postponed because of the virus and um, I've now lost a total of eight stone and one pounds and um, you know I was walking down the street a few months ago with my eldest daughter and she shouted on me, mum, and these guys in the street said, she just called you mum. I says, I know, because I'm her mum. This is, oh my God, oh my God. They started taking pictures of us saying, she's your sister, surely she's your sister. So I think when you get compliments like that, that makes it all worth it. Well, that's some journey you've been on. So how do you feel now? Do you feel a sense of calm that you've, you've addressed the demons and still... You know, you're talking, we talked earlier about those, the personal and the business being able to coexist successfully. You're nailing it now. Yeah, I, I only, I'm not just saying that, you know, it's easy to say words, but I'm now in the ultimate, you know, position in life I want to be in. Um, I'm so happy inside. I'm so loved. I, I give out so much love. I believe what you give out, you know, you get back and abundance and I just feel great but I do treat my body every day like a business um, because I I never ever want to go back there to the old Michelle I I didn't like her I didn't like looking at her I was depressed you know for a number of years um, I was on antidepressant I I always think that my life is like that boxer, um, Gypsy King. What's his name again? Tyson Fury. Yes, because when I watch his reality show, 
it reminds me of the way I was. Um, I, the only thing is I, I didn't take any drugs my whole life, but I just, um, my fitness keeps me happy. It keeps me positive. It keeps me in a, in a most amazing space. So I've got to do it every day. Are you worried? Are you are you worried that you could go backwards? Are you worried there may be a trigger, or do you feel strong enough in your headspace to to keep marching forwards? Um, well, that's what keeps me going every day is because I don't want to ever go back to the old Michelle because that would just be a disaster. I would hate to think what would happen to me if I went back there. So. Fortunately, I'm in a very loving relationship um, and, you know, I've got an amazing, as I said, family and friends and, and I'm never, ever going to go back there. Um, I'm never going to come off the track where I lock myself in a room and all I do is eat for hours and hours and hours until I'm sick. You know, that Michelle is never, ever coming back. Um, so was that a coping mechanism for all the pressure that you were under and, and the, the pain of being in a, in a, uh, in a loveless or destructive marriage? Was, was that the way you coped? I suppose it was, but the other thing that I think it was, was that I was just this little girl from, you know, the East End of Glasgow who was used to all of her life, you know, the family always struggling, even struggling to buy food every week. You know, by a 30, it's kind of your dad has spent the wages in the pub. You know, it's like we have nothing left. Um, and not that that happened all the time, but we were always struggling. So I just thought that I'm not supposed to be successful. I'm not supposed to be, you know, have all this money. And it's just, I, I suppose I was punishing myself, abusing my own self. Yeah. Um, so I, th I think that was part of it as well. Well, wow, that's interesting. So do you feel um, that you are worthy now of all this success that's come your way? Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable in my own skin. And I think that's because, you know, I, I do the business side of things. Um, I have my relationship with Doug, the kids, my family, my mum and dad, my friends. And then we also give back a lot as well. So Doug's got his own foundation called the Barrowman Foundation. So we've just built 14 schools in uh, Africa. We've just committed to more. Doug's just built a centre, a brand new centre. Um, it costs, you know, millions of pounds in Manchester for the Prince's Trust. So I feel that, you know, I always have the saying, work hard, play hard and give something back. So I think if you do that, your whole life then you can be satisfied of who you are yeah 100 percent. that's great um and then a, another part of your life where you probably went a bit out of your comfort zone was the peerage i mean amazing for this girl from the east end of glasgow to end up in the house of lords tell us what that whole experience was like i mean a bit surreal i would imagine yeah, it was completely surreal. Um, but again, I think it shows, you know, everyone out there that you can achieve these things if you want it. Um, my journey in politics started um, in the Scottish referendum where, you know, 
Scotland, a lot of them wanted to become just under half, wanted to become independent away from the union. And I was so passionate and I thought, we can't break away from the union. You know, I love the royal family. Um, I love who we are as a country. I will say that I, I say to everyone when I go around the world doing my speaking events that I'm Scottish first, but I'm British second. You know, so I, I thought, I don't want us to break away from the UK. Um, so I went out and campaigned for like over two years of my life. And um, I was on it all day, every day, you know, helping uh, David Cameron and everything else. And then he and Ian Duncan Smith asked me to do a review for small, small startup businesses in deprived areas. So I did that review for 10 months of my life. And then I got the phone call from him um, saying, hello, this is 10 Downing Street here. Can I put you through to the Prime Minister? And I thought, away you go. So I hung up. I thought it was just one of my friends winding me up. <laughs> so the, call, the phone went again. She said, this is Downing Street, 10 Downing Street. Can I put you through to the Prime Minister? And I thought, you know, maybe it is him. <laughs> so, and then he came on and, and asked me and I said, I was a bit hesitant at first because I thought, you know, I'm not a graduate. I'm just, you know, a business person and zone, And he said, well, you always have said to me, Michelle, you've got to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And I said, yeah, I did. That's right. <laughs> and now um, I started there in 2015. And the stories, you know, that happened to me going in there were just, I could write a book, but I won't write a book. Um, but, you know, it's Baroness Moan, we want to see you in the library. Um, and getting told off for what I was wearing and what I was saying and everything else. Um, so it really was like going to primary school. Um, and now I'd say I am best pals with just about all of them. You would not think that my closest friend in there is Baroness Morris of Bolton, who, you know, is older than me, of course. And my best pal as well is... Lord Lamont, Norman Lamont, you know, he sits there and tells me all these stories about Maggie Thatcher. And I go, tell me more. And he says, okay, then you get the coffee this time. Um, and it's just hilarious, you know. And, but I'm their best buddy and they're a really good bunch of people who are dedicated to helping their country. And, you know, it, it's so important for there to be a cross-section of representation. So I'm, I'm, for one, I'm bloody glad that we've got you from the East End of Glasgow to, to be a strong, <laughs> empowered feminist and, and speak up for all those that didn't go to university and all the rest of it. Um, and what about the switch from Labour to Conservative? Because you're certainly a Labour supporter, you know, earlier in your life, weren't you? Yeah, I was many years growing up in the East End of Glasgow. Um, but I was watching... The conservatives and and I was liking more of what they were doing. Um, I did switch many many years before I came into you know the House of Lords, um, but I suppose my family were all Labour people and they switched too. So yeah, that was strange. Yeah, how's, how did that go down in Glasgow? Um, I think that you know just under half of people 
in Glasgow in Scotland, um, I'm not really the favourite person because of the referendum. And the other, more than half, I suppose, really like me. Um, and that's just what it is. You know, my dad said to me, Michelle, there's three things you should never talk about. Um, and I said, what's that, Dad, when I was young? He said, football, religion, and politics. And I suppose I get involved in all three. <laughs> yeah, tricky, uh, tricky debate points, particularly in Glasgow, aren't they? In the Pink and Bows want to support you in whatever way we can during these uncertain and constantly evolving times. So we're giving away more noise-cancelling headphones to bring some added calm to your life. To win the headphones, just tag in the three friends you're most looking forward to reconnecting with once lockdown is fully lifted. Always include the hashtag Bose and those headphones could be yours. Good luck and stay connected. Um, okay, so what's next for you? You've got uh, hopefully not too much longer uh, in lockdown to, to put up with, but it sounds like you've been putting your time to great use anyway. Um, but what about... Um, Obviously, the wedding is going to be a priority. What about your own um, yeah. unfulfilled career aspirations? Um, yeah, the wedding, we've, we've uh, postponed that till August. So we're looking forward to that. And if we have to do social distancing and, you know, it's over 200 people that are going to it, then, of course, family will be there first and foremost. And friends, we just said we'll have a Zoom call live with everyone and draw the names out of a hat. I mean, how else can you do that? So that will be the wedding. Um, just working on a lot of business projects. And, you know, I've, my Instagram has gone mental just with men and women asking me, how do I treat my body like a business? Now, I'm not bringing a book out. I'm not selling anything. But... I've been getting inundated with people saying, please, please help us more. Because um, I've got, you know, my expert team around me that teach me every single day and what to do. So I don't know, maybe in the future I might do something there to help people. And my mission, maybe in the House of Lords going forward, other than helping, you know, small to medium-sized businesses and women issues, I'm really passionate about getting sugar banned because it's so bad for you. Um, so I maybe take that up as one of my missions. That is a great idea. God, I mean, my husband is the sugar police in this house. We don't have any sugar. We're not allowed sugar in this house, although, you know, that is near on impossible. But you're right, it is the devil. Yeah. Um, tell us if you've got uh, sort of bullet points that people can take away from today that hopefully you can build on. I think you should definitely bring out a book because you're the embodiment of this story this success story from you know you look incredible i saw the before and after pictures it looks like a different person and you look younger now than you did then it's it's and i met you I, when did we first meet it was many many years ago i was trying to work I them mean, out at least 10 years ago at least yeah i mean i do feel younger i mean i'm a, a state at the moment in my gym gear um but i do feel younger I, I know I look younger, but I just look after myself now. And it's all about what you eat and what you put into your body and everything in moderation. You know, I'm still like wild. You know, when I go out, you can't get the mic off me from singing and karaoke. You know, so I do have my moments where I have a blowout. But I know the next morning I'm on it again. And I just know all the tricks to, to it all. 
Um, so, sorry, what was your question? I'm blabbing well, no, now. I'm just interested to know the, the sort of takeaway points um, that, you know, particularly in lockdown, that listeners can, yeah. can, can use um, and learn from you. I think it is. It can be tricky in lockdown because a lot of people eat through boredom, eat through depression. You know, it's pretty yeah. lonely time for a lot of people. Um, is discipline the kind of key that we need to focus on here? And how can you make exercise? I mean, I it releases endorphins, dopamine, and that's a great thing, um, and kind of addictive in its own way. But how can people use this time and moving forward positively and uh, and you know, treat their body like a business. I think that's a, that's a great strap line. I think every morning, although it's hard to do it, is get out of bed and have a smile on your face, even if you're feeling miserable. And your day will just get better and better and better and everyone else will smile back at you. Um, I think, you know, if you are going through a hard time, which, you know, I've gone through many hard times, You've just got to think that there's people out there that are going through worse than yourself. Um, so just snap out of it and just try and remain as positive as possible. And if you just feel that everything's getting on top of you, go out for a walk. You know, if, if, if you can't run, go out for a walk, listen to music, get headphones on, blast it, you know, the music. And um, come back, write down what you want to achieve, what you're not happy with what you are happy with, and just shape up your business plan of how you want your life, your body, your mind, your weight, your fitness, how you want everything to be. And just look at that plan every single day. And um, congratulate yourself as well, you know, when you're not reaching for the ice cream and all the junk food. Congratulate yourself. It, it feels amazing when you say no. And when you give in, and after that minute on your lips, you feel so bad. So there's just no point in feeling that way. You also used to put photos around the house, didn't you? Tell us about that. Yeah, I still have those fat Michelle pictures, and I have them placed around my office and, and parts of the kitchen. We have a pantry, and you know I place them in there as well. And I never, ever want to see that Michelle again. Never. Um, she was sad. She was depressed. No confidence. She was... I hated looking at her in the mirror. Um, and I'm never going to go back there. Ever. Good on you, Michelle. Thank you so much for your time today. You really are an inspiration. I love your story. I hope someone buys the rights for a movie because it deserves it. Oh, well, in fact, last week, honestly, last week, um, this uh, agency in America contacted me um, about my book because they're looking for Netflix and everything shows um, so they said we've just read your book and we want to sign you up and everything and I'm like yeah well we'll see we'll see That's maybe amazing. you can play me Natalie oh I'd love that I'd love that <laughs> if only I could do it Justin thank you so much for your time it's great to talk to you thank you Natalie take care lots of love Thank you, lovely Michelle, for your time. I certainly want to bid for the rights to the movie of your life because it's incredible. What a woman. Okay, loads more great guests on the way, including Sir Chris Hoy, epic Olympian, who can help you 
apply some of the lessons he learned through years at the top level of elite sport to your daily lives. And we've got Danny Kvyat, George Russell, Carlos Sainz, so plenty more from the world of Formula One as well. And plenty more chances to win those Bose noise-cancelling headphones. So don't forget, just tag in three friends who you are most looking forward to seeing and reconnecting with after lockdown and add in the hashtag Bose for your chance to win. Thanks for your company. We'll see you again very soon here on In The Pink with Bose. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 